0: Welcome on into the 2-3 podcast. I'm Cam, that is Zach. Episode 11 of Season 2, the regular season, it's finally over edition.
1: It certainly is. There's been a lots of ups and downs this year. We, we've kind of seen it all. We, we, we've seen some really good highlights. We've seen some, unfortunately, really low down points as well. But overall, you know we've been here along for the journey
0: and we made it through another year, Cam. Season's not over yet, but the regular season is over, obviously. That is true. Yes. It's been a couple of uh, games since you've heard from us last. And just like you all, we've been very discouraged by what we've seen in some of the games. It's been really tough to see this team. Sometimes then other times you see the potential that this team has. You got to remember, this is a very young squad and to, Come out in the regular season over 500 is a really, really big accomplishment, especially in an ACC that is really like topsy turvy. And I'm really curious to see how the tournament is going to play out, Zach, because this is just not uh, a league, a a conference, I should say, that uh, we're used to.
1: Yeah, I think the ACC tournament could really shake things up. And I honestly don't even know who I have projected to win this, other than, of course, you know, the miracle run that Syracuse is, is going to cook up. But beyond that, like, I don't even know like who I'd put money on. It's just anyone could really win, honestly.
0: Yeah, don't expect uh, this to be really like favorite heavy. I could expect a lot of upsets happening in this one. Um, I, I think that like, if you look at a team like Virginia, you had them basically, I thought that they were going to like seal it, but they've had, even they've had some like close games. They've had some close losses, Miami, same thing. And there's just been upsets galore. I mean, even Louisville's taking down teams. Like I think they took down Duke earlier this year. So, you know, expect anything from this. And honestly, Hughes can make a run. Listen, 0.7% of a chance in the Ken Palm rankings of us taking the ACC tourney. And honestly, like, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that much of a chance. Everybody has a chance in the ACC tourney. And I think that, you know, why not us? Why not this year? All we
1: need is a chance. You gave us a chance and that, that's all we need. We'll we'll take it. You know, I mean, one game at a time. I mean, obviously, we'll get into this later, but we do have, you know, a really quick turnaround to play Wake Forest again which is going to be an interesting matchup, which we'll break down more. But yeah, I mean, all we need is a chance. And, you know, we do, I mean, historically like we do low-key finish the finish year not very well. Obviously there there was a, some really low points these last few games. You know, we went on a four-game losing streak. We saw man-to-man in the DT loss and just like a desperate measure to, to try to stop them when they were torturing us from three. But we do, Q's is different in March, you know, we got, we finished pretty well with that senior game W. So hopefully leading to this, this ACC tournament, we we can get things cooking.
0: Yeah. I, I kind of want to briefly just recap the regular season. Now, uh, eventually we are going to break down the season as a whole. And we're going to talk about, you know, give the player breakdowns and give, you know, our prediction as to who's going to be staying, who's going to be leaving, whatever. But just really, really quick, just to kind of recap this regular season. Like I said, we finished 17 and 14. Over five hundred. Compare this to last year, where we had uh we were one loss under five hundred. You know, the question that's really been on my mind quite a bit is like, is this team better than last year's team? Because record wise, obviously they are, but you gotta remember like Jesse's injury took the wind out of the sails of that team. And I honestly I honestly believe that if Jesse hadn't gotten injured, it could have been a really, really special run for Syracuse. But with Jesse's injury, it was it was huge, and I feel like that team that ended the season might honestly be a little bit worse than the team that we have now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. I do think it's interesting to think about that last year was was with a, was a veteran heavy led team, a lot of experience with, with different schools and within the program with you know Buddy and, and Joe leading the way there. And then now this year we have all this young talent, all these freshmen kind of lead, leading the charge along with Jesse and Joe. So it's kind of like flipping the script. Last year we were we had experience but not a quite not quite the amount of athleticism that we needed to, to really perform well against these AC, top ACC teams. Now this year we have athleticism, just not the experience and, and game time and, and these big moments to, to, to kind of compete. So it's kind of interesting. I don't. It's, you can't really compare the two, but I I, I do like where, where we ended, considering that you know we're very young. And I do think, in general, though, this is something that Jim touched on in his presser that usually we do look a bit better later in the year. I, I think it's mainly because we that four game losing streak, things were looking really really dim and down. So it's a little bit of a bummer to kind of see us reached that low point this late in the season because some of those games at Georgia Tech, I mean, just that four-game losing streak was so, so, so low.
0: Yeah, it really was. Being a accused fan on Twitter was not fun. It, like scrolling through and seeing everybody's comments on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, just social media in general, people calling into radio stations and stuff. It's been pretty tough because people want Jim's heads and And, you know, listen, we'll, we'll break down more of this, like in our thoughts on, on, like I said, the whole season, like when it actually does wrap up, hopefully that's not for a little while, but, um, you know, just like real quick, what is your thought, your reflection on the regular season as a whole? Like you said, it was really, you know, lots of ups and downs, the downs were really, really bad this year, but I feel like there was a lot of upside that people aren't necessarily thinking about when they reflect on the regular season.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have some highlights this year. Obviously, you know, we have a, who should have been All-ACC Freshman of the Year, Judah Mintz. He, he got mm-hmm. snubbed, came in second, yep. but still, nonetheless, he's, he's one of the best freshmen we've had in recent memory. He's playing fantastic. Obviously, that's a massive highlight. You know, just in general, this team has had success. We be beat NC State. I mean, the season, the senior seasons Jesse and Joe are having fantastic. Every single person on the roster, I would argue, has had a shining moment at some point this year. Quadir early on had a shining moment. You know, JT had his one game early on where he was unstoppable. Everyone, like, showed some potential, had a a moment in in, in the spotlight to to, to shine. So I think that's promising leading forward here. Obviously, you know, 17 and 14 as we finish the regular season, not exactly where you want to be. You know, this is kind of, you know, when when, when the ACC tournament or season's over, don't really love to be in this position But nonetheless, there are some good things to look back at and and it puts a smile on your face.
0: Yeah, and the fact that, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Jesse Edwards is still somehow undervalued, underappreciated. All ACC third team, when he absolutely should have been like at least second team, is just ridiculous. But, I mean, let's talk about it. Jesse's game against Wake Forest was crazy. He finally had his 2020 game, Zach. It was really, really fun to watch, but like nobody really knew what was happening. Um, you know, like he got his 23 rebound, and like nobody really like batted an eye about it. It was very odd. And I didn't even know that he was even close to it until I just randomly checked the box score at some point during the game and said, Oh, he's at like 15 rebound. He's kind of close to this, but like nobody really touched on it. It was kind of strange.
1: Yeah, it was this. It was the quietest twenty twenty performance like ever, and I mean, it was an incredible f- performance. This is something we've been we've been hyping up, anticipating, hoping for all year, and it finally happened on senior night, in a W in a monster performance. I mean, he's on a he's on a short list of people in the ACC to ever have twenty points and twenty rebounds in a game. That, that was an f- absolutely fantastic performance, and it was just really cool that he was able to get it done, especially because. We've been hyping this up. You know, Cy boogie early on in the year, if you remember that clip where he he said it was going to happen. Side knew it was going to happen. We were hoping it was going to happen. And it finally happened. And it, it just felt so good to, to see Jesse just shine so light on senior night.
0: Nearly 25,000 people were in attendance for senior night. And one of them is a member of the 2-3 podcast. Zach, you were there at that game. What was the atmosphere like on senior night?
1: I mean, it was super special, obviously, you know, celebrating the 2003 team, the championship at halftime, and then, of course, you know, celebrating the retirement of Hakeem Warwick and G-Mac was also fantastic. It was overall just a really great Syracuse day. You know, we got the W, but we were able to celebrate, we were able to honor, you know, previous players, It was, you know, a lot of previous players were in the house, it just felt like a lot of orange pride that day. And it just it was really cool to be a part of that atmosphere and kind of see some of this stuff happen in person.
0: Yeah, there seemed like there were a lot of alum that were there. They didn't show the the celebration too much on uh, TV on air. I I think that they were they were talking about something that was like completely irrelevant. But I want to ask you like, how was the celebration for the two thousand three team? Like, I saw that Melo had spoken. Um, it looked like it was a, a really really like special moment for Cuse fans.
1: Yeah, I mean it was hype. I mean the whole crowd was engaged and, and cheering. I mean, majority it was pretty much the entire team, not the entire t- 2003 team was there at the game, but pretty much the entire team was there, and everyone had something to say. And it, it was just really special to be there and kind of celebrate. I think what's so special about it, and this is something GMAC mentioned, is this is the first time that group, all the group, ha- ha- has like come together and they've like they've, they've truly celebrated. This this, you know, championship since, you know, they they originally celebrated the championship when they won in 2003. So I think that's what's so special about it is, you know, 10 years, they didn't really do anything. 20 years, they finally all came together and were able to celebrate, you know, the greatest moment in Syracuse history.
0: I really hope that we have another great moment like that very, very soon. And I feel like this group that we have right now, this young core You know, people are really, really upset at the Q's program as a whole. They're upset at Jim, which is nothing new. It really isn't. But they're they think that this group should have gone a lot farther than they did in the regular season. And I feel like people aren't really understanding that this is such a young squad. And like, what were your honest expectations going into this year? I'm not asking that to you. This is more of a rhetorical question, Zach. But like, like, what could your expectations be That you, this is such a young group, and we knew it from the start. We knew that it was going to have to be led by, you know, uh, Joe and Jesse, and we were kind of questioning if they were going to be good leaders, and they ended up being very, very good leaders, but, you know, just, I feel like people had a little bit of a too high expectation for this group in the regular season. Now, granted, there were many games that we could have, should have won, but... I feel like this group as a whole has matured so much this year. They still have a lot of maturing to do in the ACC tourney, but um, you know, I feel like this is a group that could really, really go far if they're able to stick around, if all of them are able to stick around.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is something people have been kind of saying all year. Imagine this squad next year, another year to develop, a year of experience under their belt. You know, maybe a few pieces from outside to, to, to kind of congeal everything into, you know, another year and uh, a, a new squad to, to, to take on, you know, things next year. But I, I do think in general that our motto going forward and we should just really lock in to, to, to trying to play our, our best game going forward here. It, it's win or go home, win and you're out, win and potentially the year is most likely done. I mean, if, if we don't win the ACC t- tournament, then the Big Dance is definitely out of the picture. And then the only thing that's kind of muttering around it is the NIT. So you're only as good as is the last game you play. And I think we got to really stick to that motto. If, if no matter what happens, if we win a few games, if if we you know win the lose our first game, as long as we we put our hang, as long as we can hang our hat on a good performance with all of our effort out and it's, we we do everything we can and we play well. I think that's gotta be our motto going forward here.
0: Do you hate the NIT tournament as much as I do? I feel like I just, I hate the NIT tournament. I hate the idea of it. I hate being in it. Obviously it'd be nice with like a young group that we're able to have some, you know, one last game together or whatever, and especially it's good for the seniors, but I feel like just as a concept, I really, really just hate it.
1: Yeah. It just feels kind of like, it's just like cool, I guess. I mean, it's. I mean, I don't know. It, it's a tough thing. Like no one really cares about it. I mean, like they sell tickets for it super cheap because no one really wants to go to those games. And it's just, it's just, it's ultimately a bummer. I mean, like you said, I guess there's some, you know, good experience you you could gain with such a young team that we have. But other than that, it just feels kind of, kind of feels kind of stale compared to what the big dance can offer.
0: So let's break down the Wake Forest game. I mean, we're we're gonna see him here in a little bit. I feel like it's probably important to be able to you know break him down and and uh, you know examine what we had seen. Obviously, Jesse had his 2020 game. Um, they're going to absolutely swarm Jesse because they know like how big his game was, even if it got a little bit buried among the Cuse fans. Like. Wake knows what their weakness was, and it was Jesse. So, definitely expect them to just swarm Jesse in this game coming up on Wednesday. And uh, I feel like they're they're probably going to just pack the paint and make sure that he does not get the ball at all.
1: Yeah, I think that's my that's my biggest thing circulating in this matchup is they're gonna come in and they're they're gonna try. They're gonna have several options. I mean, obviously they were trying to do that this most recent matchup, but they're going to come with a lot of things to try and Jesse's really going to have to stick to his ground and, and and so, you know, find his spots and do what he, what he can do, but they're going to be coming for him and they're going to be doing everything they can possibly think of and do to limit him in any way. Cause you know, obviously the performance he had is, is ultimately the difference maker and our first matchup here in, it, it I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see what they're going to come come at him and what they're going to throw at him.
0: So the the workaround for this in games in past, because everybody's been focusing on Jesse, has been Malik getting the hot hand and giving Malik the ball. And he had a good game against Wake. He had eight points, nine rebounds. Do you think that this could be a game that Malik shines again? We haven't seen that in a little bit because people I think are starting to actually like pinpoint him a little bit. But this could potentially be a matchup where Malik is able to shine again and he's able to get um, as many chances that I think that he definitely deserves because he's played very, very well this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would love to see that. You know, if if Jesse draws double teams or triple teams or whatever, Wake ends up throwing at him and he's able to find an open Malik Brown under the, under the hoop for an, for an easy bucket, then obviously that would be great to see. And I mean, I do think Jesse has struggled at times under, you know, double teams and stuff like that, but hopefully he's able to to combat that. And ultimately, I just hope he's he's able to have, have, a, have another good performance. I mean, I do think the biggest thing too as well is that we're not going to have the, the huge dome advantage in, in Greensboro. We're going to have a, a neutral court. We're not going to have, you know, the Orange faithful in such a big moment with – you know, 2003 team in attendance and everything that was surrounding that game to, to kind of help propel the team like they did again on senior night. But nonetheless, I think, you know, if we play our cards right, we definitely can uh, compete in this one.
0: Only two threes from us in the game I thought that we had more than that but yeah only Joe and Chris were able to knock down some threes I thought that was kind of interesting only shooting 14% but at no point in this game did it really feel like Wake was gonna come back I wasn't really worried about it I thought that overall it was just a game that we kind of controlled we always talk about how some games you can just kind of sit back and relax and just watch the action unfold. It kind of felt like that. I never really felt too worried. I don't know how it was in the dome, but I know sitting here on my couch, I mean, we had a 10-point lead going into half, and at no point did it really feel like Wake was really going to catch up or, or anything like that. I just wasn't really too worried about it at all.
1: Yeah, no, I would agree. It felt like we kind of had, I mean, obviously, I, we never felt like truly comfortable until like the final, you know, stretch there. But in general, yeah, I mean, it was one of those games where you, you felt pretty good about, you know, taking, taking you know, a, a nice relaxing recline in, in, your, in, your, in your chair and just kind of relaxing and watching the game and not really, you know, sitting on your edge of seat hoping that, you know, every every play matters. It, obviously, it still does, but it, it felt like we kind of handled this one and it didn't feel like we really had to, you know, worry too much, which which, which was good.
0: I will say the only person that I was really worried about was Tyree Appleby. He scored 21 points. He is first in the league in assists. He's second in the league in steals. He's the league's leading scorer. He is the heart and soul of this Wake Forest offense. And I I don't really know how you're able to shut him down. I don't think that you really can shut him down. Um, It's just a matter of how much damage he's going to do to you. And I feel like... 21 points is is certainly a substantial amount and he's able to pop off and if he's able to pop off against us in greensboro it's going to be a really really difficult time for us
1: yeah i mean luckily he is really the only shining star the next leading score only only had 11 in our first matchup so i mean obviously it's, it's decent but Tyree is really the only true threat that has a capability of being you know the league's leading scorer you know first team all all ACC was his name too. So yeah, I mean if we can limit him a little bit, but obviously he's been doing it all year. He, he's been leading the league in scoring all year, so he 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 he's going to score. He knows how to score. He's been doing it all year, and it's not going to change coming in this in this next matchup. So he's going to score. If we can limit him a little bit, then good. But I mean, I think honestly, like maybe our our better approach is is to limit, you know, a guy two or three on the list and take off, you know, take that 11 to to a five, you know, something like that.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, we kind of did that. We had, you know, they were only able to shoot 25% from three. They didn't really shoot all that well. And, you know, you expect them to hit more threes in Greensboro, but at the same time, like that is a good approach. Like he's going to do what he's going to do. Tyree is, but if you can limit like their, their second, third, fourth, uh, best scores on the team, you could probably shut down the whole team from there. I just worry that, you know, he's going to be able to get the offense going just by himself. You always have special players like that, but I feel like as a first matchup, Zach, this is probably the best case scenario for us. We're coming off a really, really good win against them. We just played them. You know, there's not too much prep work that has to go into this. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, we we had a pretty decent draw, all things considered.
1: Yeah, you know, I take it. I, I don't love that we just play them, like, literally, we've literally <laughs> just played them and it's like a four-day turnaround. I don't love that. I mean, it, it's hard enough to beat a team once in the ACC and to beat them twice within, you know, a span of four or five days, whatever it is, it, it's going to be tough and, they're going to come in, they're, they're going to relook what they can do. They're going to come up with options and ideas and things that they can do and to, to, to make that outcome in their favor. So it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a battle. I don't think it's going to be an easy when obviously we were able to handle them on Saturday in our, in our matchup, but you know, Greensboro is a totally different ball game. You know, they're fighting for their life as well. It's, it's their, it's probably their final game of the season as well. So it, it, it's do or die time for, for both teams and, you know twenty times is different so you never know what what you can really expect and everyone is playing with a different urgency so so de- teams can be dangerous
0: so if we win this game we play the number 1 seed in the ACC tournament and that's Miami they're coming off a 2 point win against Pittsburgh they are 24 and 6 on the year however We have played Miami pretty well this year. We had a 78 to 82 loss against them back in January. And I remember that game being fairly close for the majority of it. And it looked like we were possibly going to be taking them down. It was during our hot stretch and I felt like it was, you know, going to happen, but it ended up not happening. So you look at this, this draw that we have, you look a little further, which I know you're not supposed to do, but you know, with a team like this that we have, I feel like you kind of have to look ahead and say, you know, all right, well, this is what we have coming up. So I feel like, you know, going up against Wake Forest and then Miami, who we played pretty well, that's going to make for a very interesting tournament if we're able to beat Miami and then go on from there.
1: Yeah, I I like the draw. Obviously, Miami has been playing really, really well. And You know, we're coming off kind of a a rough stretch here. Obviously, we do end the season on a good note on senior night, like we've already covered. But like you said, I think it is important that we did play them pretty well. We we almost had that game. That was one of the games we should have, could have, would have had, you know. So I I do like that idea. And it could be an interesting matchup, you know, come Thursday at noon. So I like the potential there. Obviously, you know, one game at a time, but, you know, We're looking forward and I I do, I do, I'm enticed. They're the number one seed in in, in the bracket here, but I I, I like that. I I much prefer them than going over like someone who like Clemson or Duke or someone who, who really hammered us.
0: So the question becomes, obviously in years past, it's always been like, well, if we're able to get, you know, one or two wins in the ACC tournament, we can, we can move on from there. You said it earlier that this is going to be an all-or-nothing kind of deal. Do you think even if we get a win against Miami and, let's say, Duke after that, do you think that even then we would still need to just win out the whole thing?
1: So that would be like taking us to the championship game and then like losing the championship game? Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
0: yeah pretty much.
1: I mean, it seems like we definitely need to to win the, the ACC tourney to be in the big dance. I mean, maybe going to the championship game is enough to, to, to slide into an NIT bid. But, you know, who wants to go to the championship in the ACC tournament to then go to the NIT? Doesn't seem like it really uh, pans out for anyone. I don't think anyone would be too excited to to lose the championship in the ACC to then get an NIT bid. But I don't know. I, I think I think we got to win it all to truly to, really, to, to have any real chance uh, of feeling good about suction Sunday and obviously if we win it we know we're in so you know our destiny is our own hands which is you know we're not in the bubble so we, we know we have to do we know we have to take it a game at a time we know we have to win every single round we know if we don't that our fate of the season is is probably over so I, I think that's puffing away we're not like well if this team loses and then this team wins and then blah 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 then maybe we can get in it's like no we have to win so I like that, and hopefully we can get the job done. You know, it, We're different in March, ACC tournament, Greensboro coming up soon. I don't know. I, I'm excited. Obviously, we we want more of a postseason in this, but this might be the only tournament we get, so I, I'm treating this like it's the biggest tur- tournament of the year, and we haven't had that much success in this tourney, so I'm hoping uh, we can get something going.
0: I'm with you. I kind of like that too. It's, it's really, really simple this way. It's, it's win and you're in and it's not a, uh, oh, you know, if, if we beat this team and if this team loses, no, it's none of that. It's Hey, you win and you're in very, very simple. If you look at the whole ACC as a, you know, as you know, compared to years past, this is definitely a, a different conference. And I gotta wonder, you're more tuned into it than I am. How many teams in the a c c are projected to go in to the big dance this year that I hearing?
1: believe the last time I knew i think it was, I think it was five. I don't even know what what those five are based on bubbles and I don't know I feel like it's been kind of over the place, and I'm not sure what the the most recent projection is and obviously we'll see if some some teams able to sneak out and kind of change bids up based on you know being a low seed or a high seed and and, and ultimately winning it all so we'll see what happens and but ultimately I do think it's it's definitely lower than we've seen in, in in recent years
0: well the reason why I say that is because I don't really remember I mean I think last year it was around 5 or 6 teams but it just feels like the ACC as a whole over the past like two to three years has really, really changed from, yeah, you've got eight teams going in. you got nine, ten teams going in to the tournament. Compared to now, it's like you only get five, six going in. Could it be, do you think that the ACC is getting weaker, or do you think that it's just people are not respecting the ACC as much now?
1: I mean, this is a conversation we've been kind of – thinking and talking about and pondering this whole year. And generally we've been on the other side of the fence of that. The the league's being slept on. And I I like to lean on that because, you know, we are in, in this league, obviously. So I do think that's true. I mean, ultimately though, that, that answer will, the question to to that will will be answered very soon because whoever from the ACC makes it to the big dance, able will represent the ACC and if we're able to shake things up like we were able to do last year, will prove that the ACC is still, you know, a good conference and, and deserves some respect. So, luckily we can answer that to any to the whole world pretty soon here and hopefully, you know, the good guys in orange can sneak their way in somehow.
0: I hope so, man. It'd be a very very special year if the guys were able to get it done. It's been a a, a really cool really cool season to be able to see the maturity of this team. Um the maturity of some players, obviously, if you look at like the beginning of the year, just the maturity from from Chris Bell to, you know, kind of have his, his really, really bad cold streak there. He kind of got it going a little bit. Obviously, he had some DNPs later in the year, but um, to see him be able to mature to the player that he is uh Judah, obviously becoming the the superstar on the team that he has become. I think one of the biggest surprises to me, though, when you look at this regular season, Zach, has been Malik Brown, because I didn't really know much about him going into this year. I knew that he was going to be one of the freshmen. I knew that he might get some playing time, but there really wasn't too much talk about him. But to see his play style, to see what he's able to do when Jesse is swarmed, what he's able to do, not even when Jesse swarmed, just, you know, he does everything very, very well. He does everything. You know, no flashes, just textbook the way that you're supposed to rebound the way that you're supposed to, to play. He is uh, a textbook fantastic player.
1: Yeah, I think I mean obviously the sixth man has been kind of changing throughout the year, but in general, I, I think Malik has six men of the year, if if you ask me. Obviously the season's not over yet, so we won't officially give him that award, but I, I think uh I agree. I mean Malik's been fantastic this year and to, to many, he, he has been a very pleasant surprise. I, I do think we saw some early signs that he could be really good this year, and he, he's been super solid and he's contributed really well. And I think, you know, when the season is over, we'll look back and look at all of his numbers and, and we'll, we'll solidify that he's had a really fantastic freshman year.
0: So, just to wrap this episode up, I just want to uh, quickly, I feel like even though we're going to talk about the players and everything as the year wraps up I think it's really important that we at least touch on our seniors and touch on you know just what they've meant to the program and everything you know the what they've been doing this year has been really really truly special obviously Samir Torrance is our our favorite we love Sai here on the two three he's our guy he's always been the one that um, you know we've been the biggest fans of I feel like size like the general out there, what he does for this squad, but what JG three has done, what, um, what Jesse has done and what John Bull Jacques has done too, because he, obviously he's going to be leaving after this year has been, uh, really, really special, especially Jesse and JG three. And I feel like it, we need to at least highlight them at some point during this episode, because Without their contributions, man, this program would not be where it is uh, today.
1: Yeah, I mean, I absolutely echo everything you said there, and shout out to the seniors. And my one last question is: run it back? Question mark Yes. Come yes. on
0: now. I I would love that. Obviously, a lot of signs are pointing towards uh, Jesse possibly, you know, going going pro after this year. I still feel like he's being slept on a little bit. It's kind of shocking me that like he's not getting more pro recognition. And all joking aside, I do think that it would be beneficial for all of them to stay around for another year. Now, maybe people wouldn't like that because we haven't gotten too much success this year. But you said it perfectly. Give this squad another year and see what work they do it would be sensational they would be they would gel well i i guarantee you they would be more successful than they are this year because there have been so many shoulda coulda woulda moments and i feel like another year with the squad would just solidify them um they would solidify those moments into absolute wins
1: 100 i would love to see it. obviously we'll see how you know things shake out after the season comes to end, whenever that may be. Hopefully, it's not till April. But until then, you know we've got a Wake Forest match matchup coming in, in Greensboro, and you know I'm 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 hope I'm I'm like, I'm hope for, I'm 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 hyped for the ACC tournament. This is I'm like excited. This is like I'm mean, unfortunately the game's at noon. A little hard to a little hard to watch that. But you know you know I'm gonna be uh, skipping out of work to watch that. You know.
0: Hey, if you work from home, you don't have to skip out on work. You just flip it on and say, oh, yeah, 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 I'm on. That's what I'm going to be doing. I'm working. (laughs) (laughs) I'm working. So, yeah, on Wednesday at noon, ESPN, the ACC tournament, kicks off for us at least. Obviously, uh, on Tuesday is when it kicks off for the rest of the teams. I highly recommend that you all watch it because it's going to be some upsets, I guarantee you that the winner of this is not going to be the traditional number one or number two seed. I feel like it's probably going to be one of the lower seeds that kind of comes in like a wrecking ball and just destroys any sort of uh, idea of what people have for, for the tournament winners. So the next time you hear from us is going to be when Cuse is playing in the championship of the ACC tournament. Okay. That's the next time you're going to hear from us, but make sure you, Stay tuned on our social medias at the two, three podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We will have our our game day posts up there. We, we try to stay in tune with the community as much as we can, but until you hear from us then in the championship game of the ACC tourney, we will talk to you soon. Let's go Cuse.